Hey guys, it happened. There's the proof. Dino may be the burger. I've known you a long time, Dino. Yeah. And you have never, ever made me a cheeseburger. You know what, man? Next time you come, it's go buy on an RV. For sure. Yeah, go buy an RV. Oh, that's right. Exactly. You're not a buyer. Yeah. Cheeseburgers are for buyers, okay? <laughs> that means I must have bought the bus. So we're coming to you soon. Get your burger. Come to Mike Thompson. Buy that bus. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I know a lot of you guys out there today um, travel and go cattle car and have to wait in those long lines to go flying. But back in the day, back in the 70s and 80s, uh, when I traveled an awful lot, I traveled on Pan Am. And it was basically walking into the four seasons in the air. Uh, it was the best, the coolest travel. People wore suits. They were very respectful of each other. You had lots and lots of room. There was no crowding. You know, it's, it's interesting how it's changed. What were Pan Am's like biggest routes? Oh, they went everywhere. Bro. Yeah? Yeah, they, they were. I mean, international for sure. And that was really like the beginning of air travel. That like they, they were one of the big, was it them and like TWA right after World War II, like in the early 50s? Were those kind of the big ones? Well, TWA was the big one. Okay. Uh, and then Pan Am came in a little bit later as the luxury class. Mm. What did TWA stand for? What was? Trans World Airlines. Ah, there you go. Boom, won that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one point for Ed. To Ed, he's wow. on the board. Cheers. That's a first point in a week. <laughs> Good job, Ed. I do think that um, I liked that folks would approach flying as a little more than just getting on the city bus like we'd been talking about in other episodes. Because it is a much bigger undertaking to, to have a plane there fueled with somebody who knows how to fly it and a couple folks there who know how to make you a good drink and get you some food while you're flying through the air, it, it's nuts that it's become so normalized. I mean, they would, you would have great steaks on Pan Am. You, that doesn't happen any longer. They throw you a bag of peanuts if you're lucky, right? Sometimes they'll even let you get two bags of the cookies. Oh, yeah. I don't believe that. <laughs> it's Come a good on. day. <laughs> and how's it like getting a drink? All they get is stupid carts to get drinks, right? Uh, back in the day in Pan Am, you'd, you'd walk upstairs to the bar and sit at the bar and have a cocktail. It, I will say they've gotten a little tight on bringing your own booze on the plane too. Ah. That's one that I think any, any young rebel should push back against. When did that come? Well, here's what's happening. All these young folks are doing the same thing we did and they get so screwed up and you know they get liquored up and then they get stupid on a plane. Yeah, but when my son was born, I had to come in from Germany. It was a German dude sitting behind beside me, and we were in smoking class back then. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's a whole other topic. Section, we were smoking cigars, and he had a bottle of scotch, and we were drinking scotch on the rocks and smoking cigars all the way from Germany to uh, JFK in New York. Nobody batted an eye at us, you know? Well, it was normal back then. Yeah. And we hadn't had as many, like, there wasn't a hijacking era yet. I mean, I, that that absolutely no, changed No, no, the right? first... Big real hijacking, I think it was, is it the Israeli? 70s. 79? Something like yeah. that. 78, 79. 78, 79. Yeah. Somewhere around there. But then the, that era of the 70s through the 90s 
was like height that that was when it really became a bigger thing it became right. a big thing right? yeah, yeah yeah and then we obviously saw like the extreme consequences of that yeah. and that's when a lot of like measures to limit what you could take on a plane changed yeah, but i think in the 80s too we had a lot of hijackings to cuba for some reason yeah and then of course you know 9-11 and everything changed yeah right? yeah, well, yeah. Um, that was the big kabang but um you know it's sad because back in the day when I was in in my young years and working in the music industry I'm on Pan Am all the time and it was such it was a treat you know it was, you, you you enjoyed it oh yeah well I mean like when I went in the military if they flew you commercial instead of jamming you into some Mac flight, they call it, military airlift command. C 18 or something. Well, they would lease commercial aircraft. Right. And everything would be an economy seat, basically. Gutted. I mean, yeah. You know, it's, it's to save money, of course. It's, you know, it's DOD budget stuff. But um, yeah, if you, if, and if you flew on a commercial airline, you better be in your Class A uniform. You're, you were a grunt, man. They don't want you spending any money on you that's got to be for the well yeah list uh, man well yeah. they don't want to get any dirt on those seats no uh i mean it was it was just the way it was back then and you didn't you know you you didn't expect a lot right from, you know from the military at the time you know you were getting paid and you were getting fed and three hots in a cot yeah three hots in a cot so this this scene in jarhead is this like kind of the the flight that they would move you guys around on then it would it would just be no, like that's a nice one yeah, that's that's really kind of nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, man, that's first class. They, they did nice for the Jake Gyllenhaal movie, then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. okay. You can't ask an actor to actually have to do what. Yeah, <laughs> you know. The, the, and these guys are in jump seats, not. This uh, really long recu recruitment video is a little off. Yeah, slightly. I tell you what, look up, look up the uh, inside of a can of whoop ass picture. <laughs> And you'll see what I'm talking about. There you go. See that that's that's more, that's the seating right there. Those are that's actually a C seventeen that's been configured into a Okay. Yeah, there you go. So but but that's different than what you were talking about, which is which is a commercial plane. Right. With actual seats in it still. Yeah. Right. But okay. it they they cranked the seats in like this, so they still right. they they had small seats and yeah. they cranked them in. Yeah, I mean, you see how you got people sitting in the center on either side. I mean, the people in the center actually look lucky. Uh, not really. No. What's what's better in this situation, bulk, center yeah, or side? Get up, get up against the side of that aircraft. Does it like shake a little and help put you to sleep? Just because it's. You're not going to sleep inside there because you see <laughs> you see what they're wearing. I mean, there's no insulation in that thing. No. So so you're flying at cruising altitude, which is what like twenty five thousand feet. You see your breath. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's not that bad. I mean, there is some heat in there. Well, see in the back, all the gear is strapped down. Yeah. yeah. So if you're lucky, and what I would always do is I'd get all the way into the back mm -hmm. on one of the seats on the wall. Yeah. And then I'd end up climbing up on top of the gear once you got in the air. And yeah. Uh, there you yeah. go. That's the way to do it. Well, a lot of different than the Pan Am days, it looks like. I, I don't think anybody's getting a, you know, Steak cooked rare on that flight. I just want to know, you can tell who the newbies are in there. It's pretty damn obvious. By the ones that's got their helmets. Yep. <laughs> exactly. You get to a point where you're so tired 
that you can sleep anywhere. Oh, look at these guys are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> look at all these guys. They're oh, out, man. Oh, that one guy in the middle there, he's already in the crash. <laughs> See, he's already, yeah, he's already got his head knees, <laughs> head between his knees, kissing his ass. Hey, goodbye. so guys, the next time you bitch about flying, <laughs> you've got to have some passion for your armed services because these boys. They suffer when they fly. That's what you sign up for. Part of the game. You can't complain about it if you volunteer for it. All I'm saying, Ed, if you're <laughs> no. bitching about going, you know, uh, United, check that out. <laughs> but, notice, but notice one thing missing that made those flights really good. The stewardess? There's not some snot-nosed kid screaming uh. and kicking the back of your seat. <laughs> okay, you got a point there. Opening his water bottle that's now pressurized and shooting water 30 feet in the air and spraying the whole inside of the plane. <laughs> you got a real problem with water, man. You don't like getting splashed or nothing, you know. I mean, I love taking a bath, but, uh, man. Oh, that's something the viewers didn't uh, know. You know, I'll, know, I'll do what I got to do, but, uh. Can you imagine what a bathtub looks like after Ed gets out of it? It's probably looked like the, you know, the, the Sasquatch just got out of it. There's <laughs> hair everywhere. Hey, you hey, know? Hey, I mean, hey. come on. Hey, I go to European Wax Center. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna guarantee you that it's of. a hairy back. Do you do? Do you basically do like a like a farmer's wax? You get everything from the elbow in. Is that is that how you do it? No, I get what they call a cape. Mm. So they start like at the top of your shoulders. <laughs> they do the and, Aladdin for and you. And they go all the way down your back. So, you know, I'm, hey, I, between manscaping and or manscaped is the product. Right? Yeah, manscaped. Yeah. Yeah. Manscaped and European Wax Center. So now we know all about uh, Ed's balls and back. <laughs> That's awesome. Man. When I went to one of my tours in Afghanistan, we were sitting there and I told the guys, I said, I'm going to get a pedicure and a manicure today. And they all started laughing. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go get a manicure and a pedicure. And they're like, what the fuck's wrong with you? I said, look, I'm fixing to go let a woman <laughs> trim my toenails, massage my feet, massage my hands in the middle of a fucking war zone. What's wrong with you? <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Where are you going? Were they yeah. like, I'm going to chew my nails? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's my dose of sanity, man. Yeah. Leave me alone. I said, and I'll tell you what, if you go with me and you don't like it, I'll pay for it. Never had to pay for one. But if you do like <laughs> it, you're going to buy mine. Would you do services like that on a flight if that was an option? Hell yeah. What yeah? are you doing? Honestly. I yeah. mean, no, seriously. I mean, it makes sense i don't know if that water in my tub for my feet is going to be <laughs> splashing all over the place oh. or we hit a thing and she decides to cut off half my finger but you know other than that i'm cool there's risks in everything yeah there is well and like while i'm traveling i kind of like that just to be an experience where like i operate through the little tasks i've got to get done and then wind up at a great place wherever i'm headed you know whether that's home or on a trip right. i like to show up to the airport have a beer or a bloody a, you know, be a little buzz as I'm getting on the plane, sit down, clock out for a few minutes as we take off, and then boom. I, I will say sometimes I'm that nerd who watches where we go every few minutes on the map. I like being like, oh, checking that out. Then like, okay, can I see anything out the side of the plane? Yes, no, all right, back to sleep for a while. Listen, all I got to say is I'm sorry for all you people that didn't get to fly Pan Am because NTWA, those were some oh, yeah. uh, really great companies. But hey, suck it up. Enjoy Delta. <laughs>